0: In three, two, one, go. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. You actually have to be clever at being stupid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to two goat ropings and a county fair, and I ain't never seen no shit. Like this before. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the you know the thing. What? You referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. With every woman, there's no problem. Lloyd, we'd be classy and sophisticated. Look at the fun bags on that whole town. I'm trying to say Jesus Christ can't get a curveball. You want to talk about slow? I'll give you slow. He moves so slow it was like he was raised by a wild pack of turtles. We need a live was it a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove and. I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. Yo, on I was chatting on AIM with this guy. Jose was from England and I speak fluent American, so there's a bit of a language barrier, but he knew really good English. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. What was that? Welcome! welcome welcome hope you're well in this room here full of god family and country i'm keva your host you know me this is unwavering toxic masculinity from the dudes dead hope you are well i am uh i am thrilled uh to be healthy. So, um, uh, full disclosure, not that you can catch it by, by uh, uh, you know listening to me like this, but uh, <clears throat> I, I was down for a couple of days. Had the uh, the old COVID coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, this is my second time to have it. Uh, first time was really not that big of a deal. This time, yeah, you know, I was pretty puny. Like the first day was it was miserable like you know what the worst thing was the leg cramps god almighty uh leg cramps were pretty bad had a little fever and and just tired i mean uh unlike me cuz i'm 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 a type a personality go 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 so this was kind of weird for me to uh to to be in this in this realm of 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 being, you know, where where I'm not wanting to just go all out. I mean it was two days of uh man I was I was tired. And I say a day and a half. Uh, after about a day and a half I started getting my wind and energy back. you know legs quit hurting, et cetera, et cetera. And then um man, it was uh it was on from there. But uh but full disclosure, had the COVID, no big deal. <laughs> Still unvaccinated will not be vaccinated. Uh, I do not plan on getting any sort of COVID vaccination uh, booster shot, triple shot, quadruple booster, whatever the fifth, sixth, seventh, octagon boost. I'm not getting it. Uh, that's just me though. I am perfectly fine if you want to get it. And not will no, tell you something else. I will not belittle you, nor w- would I want anybody Anybody that I know, you know, anybody that I know that says sides with me on that, you know, I, I don't want them belittling you for doing what you felt you needed to do. It's a personal health issue. It's a personal choice, you do what you do. Right? We should all be over that by now. But you know, we're in 2022 United States of America. We're not over a lot of things. So um that being said, I don't care. More power to you. I support you no matter what you want to do, uh, to an extent. (laughs) Uh, I support you no matter what you want to do about the vaccination. Okay, so uh, I guess uh, let me put it that way. So um, uh, that goes without saying. Um, Anyway, I hope everybody's well. So I always like to start off every podcast by saying this. All right, for those of you out there, for those three politicians out there, that are really genuinely working hard for the betterment of the American family, for the American individual, and it does not matter to me at the end of the day whether you are Democrat, whether you are a Republican, whether you're independent, whether you're liberal, conservative, moderate, progressive, whatever you want to say, okay? If you're, if you set out at the start of every day to truly, genuinely do what what you feel is best for the American family and not be bald, um, uh, uh, be, to not look me in the face while you're pissing on my leg, and then tell me it's raining. For those of you that don't do that, thank you. Thank you. For those two or three out there that are still truly in this because they care about changing people's lives for the better. Thank you. It does mean a lot um we, 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 it goes without saying um man, we live in a weird time, you know, and it is so strange today how everything is just uh, uh <sighs> things are odd uh, that just goes without saying things are very, very odd, so um, I say to you, if you're out there busting your ass for America. Even if you, you know, that's what I say. Even if you and I differ on what may be best, to step for the American family, to the extent of, of, of some policy here and there, that's one thing, okay? All right? But I draw the line, certain things, you draw the line at certain things, and so I say to you today, if you are truly in it, for the betterment of the people, and you don't want to be bought. You're not interested in being bought. You're not interested in making friends. You just want to see people's lives get better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by none other than our friends over at Deadwood Tobacco. Today, I am having a fat-bottom Betty. I'm telling you, nothing makes this podcast go down better than to kick back, relax, maybe in a hammock, maybe not, who knows, light up a Fat Bottom Betty by Deadwood Tobacco. You will not be disappointed. The sweet, the smooth, the crisp taste, I'm telling you, you will no longer search for any other cigar. Trust me. Trust me. And it's not just at Fat Bottom Betty where Deadwood Tobacco ends. They have a variety of, I'm going to tell you, the best tasting, best smoking, I'll even say, I'll go to the best smelling, the most flavorful cigars you're going to find. I'm telling you, uh, reach out to the good people at Deadwood Tobacco. Tell them you heard about us. Uh, You heard about them here uh, uh, by Kevo uh, from Unwavering. Toxic masculinity. In. Okay, let's go. All right. So I was trying to decide where to start today. Couldn't make up my mind. So I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, number one, something I'm, I've been trying to do lately is um, I, I want to cover. I want to cover things that I think truly make a difference. Okay? So midterm elections, uh just just came, went, all that good stuff. Now, I tell you what, as I'm shuffling through papers here, um I'll say this. I do not feel comfortable. I am not happy. I do not like that elections are taking days, weeks, months. I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't care. This is not about, this is not about Trump. This is not about Democrat-Republican. This is not about conservative-liberal. This is about nothing more than we are a constitutional republic. Every, Every lawmaker in the position they are in is to be done by elections. And these elections, you well know, they have to be honesty. They have to be, excuse me, they have to be honest. Um, They have to be transparent. Okay? They cannot be right with uncertainty. Growing up as a kid, Election Day was a huge thing. It was. I remember Election Day being a big deal. I mean, I'm telling you, it was almost like, it it was almost like, like a holiday. I don't mean a holiday as in, you know, day off from school type holiday. I mean a holiday. You know what? People looked forward to going, going in that little booth, pushing that button with their opinion on who the best man or woman for the job was, and then finding out later that day if they were right or wrong. There was so much fun in watching my grandmother and other adults having their fingers crossed, sitting at the table and and, and watching the, you know, with, with my grandmother, she was smoking a cigarette and having a Jim bean. or a wild turkey, whatever it was. But there was so much anticipation on did the person, I pushed my button for. Did, are they going to win or lose? And they would go to bed that night, sometimes frustrated, sometimes happy, sometimes confused, but never, never did they go to bed unaware. Never did they go to bed not knowing never did they go to bed wondering who got the most votes it is 2022 in the United States of America and I do believe That we have tried so hard to make everything so easy for every single demographic that we have honestly made the whole process way too damn confusing. Bottom line, it's election day. Not election month, not election week, not election year. It's election day. I think for the betterment of our country, I think for the betterment of our society, I think for the betterment of our overall well-being, happiness, the best thing we could do is go back to the day of Election Day. Election Day is this day, this day, whatever it is. That's it. If if you can't, but you have early voting. You have absentee voting, but who in their right mind ever thought there would be honesty, integrity, transparency, and accountability in mail-in voting? This was a thing. I get it. I get, I get. I get. I get the premise, so to speak. You know. I get what you were trying to do with COVID. And stop. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. We're past that now. Let's move on. Don't give me this. It's. It, 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 do not give me this. It's un-American it's anti democratic and, and and then there's all these you know Jesus, man, there's all these people out there saying that 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 adding in Georgia, for instance that saying that someone has to have an identification to vote is racist, yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you think it's racist for an African-American man or woman, because this is where it started. This is where it started. It started with people saying, well, this is racism. This is uh, voter suppression. It's racist against black people. So what you're saying is that African-Americans aren't intelligent enough they're not put together enough, they're not i mean what they know how to get an ID They have IDs they use them just like we do. Imagine that because they don't need to be told by white people what's racist or not racist they don't need to be they don't need to be told that they know when they're experiencing racism and when they're not okay, they don't need to be informed by certain demographics to what is racist and to what is not racist that being said we have got we have got <clears throat> to go back to election day there's absolutely no sense in in trusting and even even doing mail-in balloting in the United States of America in 2022. There's no, look, look, no, no. There are too many things can go wrong. They simply put this. Technology in this country is astounding. Technology in this world is astounding. But what that also means It also means that pieces of paper they can be duplicated. They can be if you can counterfeit money and get away with it for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. You can do the same thing with ballots. It's ridiculous of us to think otherwise. What is it going to take for every one of us to just say, hey, hey, for the betterment of our country, for full disclosure and transparency, let's just go back to election day. That's it. We never had these problems. We never really had these problems. Until we got to COVID and we started doing Mel and And now it has been a show. That's all it's been. It's an absolute, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but neither here nor there. Right now, it is what it is. So we have to. Uh, what well, we do we just we just, we just move on, we hope and pray, and I mean that we hope and pray whether we hope and pray whether you are a Democrat, Republican, independent, or not. We hope that when you cast your vote, your vote counts because I don't want to live in a country where a man or woman can legally cast their vote. And they not count. I don't care who wins or loses. I don't care about that. I don't want to see votes not count. Everything that this constitutional republic is is built on, everything it stands for, is us electing those we deem electable. Well, the only way we can do that is by counting all the votes but that means counting all the votes, the valid votes. It lends to so, so much potential irregularities, so much potential malice by doing mail-in voting in today's day and age. When so many things can be duplicated and 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 twisted it and, and it's just it's, it's this is a terrible idea. Terrible idea I say we go back to election day. But who's asking me, right? Okay. All right, so one thing I will say is one thing that absolutely astonished that just made me so proud. Have you ever been proud for like like you're over here in this state? And in your state's like, eh, whatever. you know, but over here in this state, all these good things are happening, and you find yourself rooting, getting I mean, you're so freaking pumped up, like tears in your eyes pumped up for a state that you don't even live in. Well, that's kind of how I am. I don't want to say that's kind of how I am. No, that's how I am. Because I am so pumped up. So pumped up for the state of Florida. So the state of Florida is 100% red. You're talking about a state that has Miami-Dade County, right? Hillary Clinton won that county by 30-something percent. Think about that. Hillary Clinton won that county. I mean, hands down won it. Just a few short years later, Governor Ron DeSantis wins Florida by 20% and not only wins Florida by almost 20% but wins Miami Dade County by 7 or 8%. A county that is largely mostly Hispanic. What that tells me that tells me that these immigrants, these hard-working legal immigrants Americans now that have come to this country to flourish to build a better America, to truly build a better America, these men and women are truly trying to build a better America because they came to this country legally. They went through the process. They were vetted. They busted their asses to get to where they are now to get approval to be Americans. They care about freedom. They care about their rights to choose for their children. They care about their rights to worship to send their children to school they care about their rights for as it is it pertains to, for them to decide what is best for their children their family etc that these men and women Do not, quote unquote, belong to the Democratic Party anymore. That the idea that because you are a person of color, because you are Hispanic, or because you are black, or because you are Latino, or because you are Asian, that you automatically belong to one party or the other is a falsehood. It's a falsehood. You know, I would equate it. Um, to my good amazing friend Sonny Hostin or Hostin whatever she said on The View you remember when she said you know white suburban women are voting Republican it's like roaches voting for raid which is disgusting in and of itself but whatever. I would equate it to that but I would put it better. I would put it as these men and women voting for Governor DeSantis, you know, they're like, I equate it to, I equate it to, to freedom lovers voting for freedom. People of faith, voting for their freedom to put God first. People of family voting for their freedom to say and do with their family what they will. Governor DeSantis, 19-something points, almost 20 points. Back in June, Governor DeSantis had spent some time with Dave Rubin, and in a conversation backstage, uh b- b- before an interview, Dave Rubin d- said that that uh, Governor DeSantis didn't even really want to talk politics. He was talking baseball and sports or whatnot, and that and that Dave said, "Governor, you're you're gonna you're gonna win this thing hands down. I mean, you're 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 gonna win this thing by ten points." And he said, "Governor," laughed at him, and he was like, no, "Man, look." If we win by seven points, we'll be happy. Yeah, you know, he didn't go into this thinking I cannot lose. I am the you know, but twenty points. You know something else? Nobody in either party. Neither party. Democrat nor Republican or independent. Let's, okay, well let's go. Let's go three or four. However many parties you don't do. Nobody that won or didn't win in Florida, no matter what party they're affiliated with, is screaming voter fraud. Nobody. I hear zero. I hear zero out there about voter fraud. Why is that? Maybe it's because at the top, it starts with the leadership at the top. And going in, Governor DeSantis has made whirlwind changes to voter transparency, voter laws, And it has worked, and the rest of the country needs to take notice. We need to take notice. We need to understand that this should not, in 2022, take days or weeks. Should not. Now, here's the deal. Is it important enough to take that time? Yes, absolutely it is. Elections are extremely important. It shouldn't take that time. We're not being, we are not being, how am I trying to phrase this? I do not believe people are being honest with us when it comes to election transparency. I don't care who wins these elections. Well, let me not say I don't care. That's that's not fair. I do care. Let me say this. I will accept whatever the outcome is. I'm not going to be one of those. I'm not going to, even if I feel, even if I wonder, even if in the back of my mind I think, man, I am not, there's something not right here. I'm going to accept that until otherwise proven. even if it doesn't work out in my favor or or in the party's favor that I wanted to win. But this is not normal. This cannot be the new normal. It's not normal. It shouldn't be the new normal. None of us, none of us, Democrat, Republican, Independent, none of us should stand for this. This is not good. On another note, so I am one that has been very, very vocal and unwavering, I might add, when it comes to my support for former President Donald Trump. I believe that former President Trump was completely drugged through the mud in so many different circumstances that he was he was kicked, punched, hit, shot at, metaphorically speaking, people, please, from every direction known to mankind. He was drugged through mud, and and accused of things that number one were not true. That were found to be not true, that nobody's ever had to apologize for, that nobody's ever even been held accountable for. A la Russia. You know, Russian interference. You know how many times I heard the walls are closing? Do you know how many times I heard news outlets saying the walls are closing in. Unbelievable amount of times over Russia, and then there were the two phony impeachment hoaxes. It was, it was, it's a joke. It's a joke, and the truth is, it doesn't matter how you vote. If you're just honest with yourself and you say, "All right, the phone call was Zelensky." we got a president right now sitting in office that, that did the exact same thing but only he really truly did it he really truly submitted a quid pro quo to to Saudi Arabia not a word from democrats not a word if you can be honest with yourself He did. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. I just want you to do me a favor. I'm not calling for nobody's impeachment. All right. Not on that. I think Biden is truly, see, that's what gets you about things like impeachments and all that, you know, because once you, it sets a precedent. Once you do it, it starts opening up these avenues to other presidents falling under the same discipline. Well, it's no fun when it's your president that you're excited about or you voted for. It's no fun when the same rules apply. Well, so, that being said, I have been supportive of President Trump. I have been, uh, 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 I have been, I have called out President Trump when, uh, when he has said or done things that I did not like. I have called out President Trump when he has been combative when he has been what I would like to call just downright just stupid at times. Just stupid at times. But as a policy president, he's been one of the most pro-America presidents there is, policy-wise. That being said, here is what, here's what former President Trump will never be able to get away from. Never. Some people that are truly good or could be good at what they do have a simple three-letter word. Just a simple three-letter word that will always get in the way of making sure they are as good as they can be at what they are doing or what they could do. That they can't even get out of their own way. And here is another example of why. Of why former President Trump Will never be able to get out of his own way. Three-letter word. I bet we could all say it at the same time if we counted. You ready? All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna say uh, we're on three. Like so, we go one, two, three. Word. All right, so one, two, three, and then say the word. Are you ready? All right, it's like lethal weapon, but I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, here we go. All right, one, two, three. Ego. His ego's not going to allow him to just simply, simply put, I don't want to be crass. Or maybe I do this. Okay, whatever. I'll be crass. Um, simply put, he's never gonna be able to get out of his own effing way. Because of his ego. As I sit here tonight and I talk to you and I have this fat bottom Betty, this brilliant cigar, I know what I'm good at, and I know what I'm not good at. The things I'm good at, I am going to try to 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 make my existence revolve around the things that I'm not good at, I'm either going to bust my ass to get better at them, not talk about them or do them openly for the whole world to judge as I'm trying to get better, but simply bust my hump to get better at them so I can then later present, or over time, have people to just kind of see that, oh, wow, look how much better Kevo's gotten at, at at whatever. Look how much better Kevo's gotten at hitting. Look how much better Kevo's got at shaving. Look how much better Kevo's got at just talking or whatever the heck. it. I don't know. The former President Trump cannot be that person. He cannot shut the hell up. And I tell you, I've always heard, I've always heard. Very, very, very intelligent things from from older people from from generations before me When you think back to the greatest generations, you know those that stormed the beach at normandy and and those that 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 fought their asses off. <clears throat> Where drop doors were opened and Germans, Russians were shooting at them and they ran straight toward it. That generation, <coughs> excuse me, that generation is the generation to which I heard repeatedly. Throughout my life that mimicry, mocking, unsolicited attacks are ridden, are are, excuse me, riddled, excuse me, can you read my own writing, riddled with That in the grand scheme of things, it is simply, when people do it, it's because they're threatened. People do it because they simply are at panic mode. Well, that's what happened. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, for no reason whatsoever, former President Trump just launches an unprovoked attack on Governor DeSantis for his handling of the COVID pandemic. So, Daily Wire, uh, as by Ryan Saavedra, reports former President Donald Trump launched an attack on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Thursday evening for the way the governor handled the coronavirus pandemic. DeSantis has been widely praised by conservatives, moderates, and even some liberals for the way he responded to the pandemic as he battled against measures touted by Dr. Anthony Fauci. and refused to shut down a state's economy, public school system. More Americans moved to Florida during the pandemic than moved to any other state as a result of how the state handled the pandemic. Trump began his statement with a long-winded Senate saying, News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post, bring back coal, I don't know what that is, is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious, an average Republican governor with great public relations who didn't have to close up his state, but did. Unlike other Republican governors, whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go, no matter who the governor was, just like I did. um threatened much are we there sir that's the problem right here here is the biggest problem our country faces uh, let me back let me back up let me back up let me back up. <coughs> here's the biggest problem our country faces when it comes to who we are going to be able to elect next president. Let me—I put it that way. That's what I mean. Not—not not the biggest threat we face, but when it comes to election and our future president, this is our biggest issue right here. It's not necessarily—is Trump going to run, or is he not going to run? It's not. That, that's not just it. It's. He doesn't know how to do either in a (laughs) in a pro positive way. He doesn't. He doesn't. He is so threatened by Ron DeSantis? who just won Florida by 20%, that he felt the need out of nowhere for no reason to just attack him? Trump continued by saying that DeSantis was desperate in 2017 and that DeSantis had low approval bad polls, and no money. But he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart, Trump continued. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gillum. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. First off, first off, if that's the case, if that's the case, I have an old saying, and that's, you don't get a gold star for what you're supposed to do. For example, growing up in, in I say growing up, uh, coming up, I can't read my writing, I'm telling you. Coming up in construction, I heard countless men that were divorced, divorced with children, countless men say this. Yeah, I get my kids every other weekend, man. I don't ever miss a visitation with my kids. No, no, no. I don't miss a visitation with my kids. You you want a pat on the back for that? You want a pat on the back for doing what you're supposed to do? No, I, I don't. That's not what. No, that's not how we do things here. Okay, I don't give you a gold star for doing what you're supposed to do. So if an election, if you see proof that an election is being mishandled illegally, I don't care if it's, if you speaking up helps the Democrats, helps the Republicans, helps the independent. doesn't matter. If you see something being done illegally, In elections in the United States of America, if you do not speak up, I consider that treason. I do. I consider it treasonous. So, while that may be the case, that's what you were supposed to do. He goes on to say, and now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. Okay, Trump concluded in his attack on DeSantis, the fake news asked him if he's going to run, if President Trump runs, and he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. The backlash to Trump's remarks were pretty far-reaching. So look, as somebody that has been a supporter of President Trump, this right here, this right here, not his policies. Now, mind you, mind you, if next election, my choices are to vote for President Trump or President Biden. If those are my two choices, I have no, I have no other choice. Those are my two choices. I, I mean, I I'm not going to have to think about it. I'm not going to have to think about it. That doesn't mean that I think President Trump is this honest, amazing, moral figure that, oh, my God, I want my kids to be like him. or I want him. No, it's not. What I, no, no. But I can't think of a politician. One, maybe, maybe one. Maybe there is one out there that I could feel that way about. Hmm. Could be that guy running Florida it could be that guy could be that guy because in an interview earlier this year, maybe it was last year. Uh, and, and, and I, I do, I want to go find it, but, but if I go to try to find it right now, then I got to stop and the long pause is going to be awkward, but he's being asked in front of, you know, uh, a panel, you know, about, uh, you know, how risky it was to do this or that, the other. And he said, you know, if I get voted out, I get voted out. This is not about me, you know, you know, uh, you know, quote-unquote, making friends. It's about doing what's right for the state of Florida and the people that live here and their families. And if I lose because of my stance on certain things, then I just lose. I just get voted out. That's what I want. My governor, my mayor, my president, that's what I want them to say. I want them to have that, hey, it is what it is. I want them to have that I am unwavering in this aspect. What I don't want, if given the choice, is I don't want someone to not be able to just simply Applause for someone else. Because I tell you, tell you, like I said earlier, from the generations before me that would tell me, you know, when people attack you, unprovoked attacks, bashing your character out of nowhere, usually comes riddled with fear. That same generation told me, pay close attention for those who are not applauding when you win. When you are winning. When things are going well. Pay close attention. It is those it is those that aren't applauding that you better, better watch out for. It's people that you're not even going against. They've got no reason to not applaud you. The only reason they don't applaud you is to try to belittle you or make you seem less to the public. Which in politics That's what it's all about, right? Um, I have no idea what uh, former President Trump was doing. I have no idea why he did it. I think it was a terrible move. I think it was exactly, it, it plays into exactly what so many others have said about him. That right there. Was just childish. It was, quite frankly, it was stupid, it was ignorant, and it was childish, and there's no reason for it. This average Republican governor referred to in President Trump's statement has an approval rating of 64% and just won several deeply Democratic counties. I, this is far from the average Republican governor. I truly feel that DeSantis is, if you ask me, he is the future of the conservative party. He's young, he's energetic, he's bright. His policies are pro-America. They are pro-family. They are pro-freedom. You know what he is? You know what he is? He is President Trump without being a titty baby. He's President Trump, but knowing when to stand down. He's President Trump, but knowing what to say, when the time's right, strike when the iron's hot. He knows when that iron's hot. So so technically, take it all back. No. He's not President Trump. He's not. He's Governor DeSantis. And if I were given the option, my wife knows this, my friends know this, and if I'm given the option tomorrow to vote President Trump, Governor DeSantis for president, I push that button for DeSantis any day of the week. And it's not because I think he's a better politician. Because I don't think either one of them are your standard politicians by definition. Not at all. I think it's simply because DeSantis is, he's polished. He's intelligent. But it's of his own. of of his own fruition. He wasn't polished by the GOP. Neither was Trump. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Both of them have that. But one knows, and this is important, one knows when to not say things what not to say, who not to say it about. They know when to applaud, when to not applaud, when to stand, when to stay seated. Unless something drastically changes. Unless something drastically changes. The future of conservative politics I think is Governor Ron DeSantis. And I think and I think if that's the case, we're in good shape. I think conservative, freedom loving Americans can just if we can hold steady. If the current president if the current administration does not completely ruin, and yes, I'm saying that because our strategic petroleum reserve is at the lowest it's ever been selling a lot of it to China, that doesn't bother y'all it does me that bothers me a lot. You can look it up if you want to you can google it, you can do your own research. I know what I'm saying. Our strategic petroleum reserve is there for emergencies. It is being used to reduce fuel prices during the midterms, because of the midterms, et cetera. We have a president saying, we are not going to, we're not opening any more coal plants. We're going green. This is going to kill this nation. It's going to kill the economy. It's going to kill It's going to kill the low and middle class for good if it happens. I'm all for going green. I really am, really, swear. You you don't believe me? I, I really, really am. But this is something that takes, and I'm not exaggerating, it takes decades and decades to happen. It does not happen like that. And by that, I snap my fingers. doesn't happen. This is an issue. So I'm not for the current administration, although I'm also one of those that I don't sit and wish that the current administration continues to fail. I hope and pray every day of my life when I pray, every day. I pray for my family. I pray for my children, my grandchildren. My wife. But I always pray for my local, state, federal government, including President of the United States. I pray that God give him the strength to make the right decisions. No matter who it is. It is scary. It is absolutely scary to think where we are as a country. Um guys, it's a problem. It's an absolute problem and and we we, we are going to have to do something. Uh, we, we we're going to have to do something because uh this this is not uh this is not good. Okay, so um uh, something else I've been trying to do here guys is um i've been trying to uh i've been trying to cover uh, i've been trying to cover some true crime stuff um usually what i wanna try to do is uh is an episode uh, uh a segment or so per episode of a missing persons or um a, a true crime story that's just uh that's just so unreal that we can't not mention it and um, and so I was reading a story today and it it, it brought me um, it brought me to this it brought me to this story in uh in in that that i read from that happened many years ago. There's a little town in Missouri. Uh, it's called Skidmore, Missouri. Now, I encourage you to Google, just simply, Google the town, Skidmore, Missouri. And what you're gonna find is you're gonna find that the town of Skidmore was hunky dory, like nothing that you'd never seen in any small town in America anywhere. Everything's rolled along fine. And then there was a murder. Only ninety eight percent of the town witnessed the murder, know who the murderer was, and after all these years they simply have not spoken a word to attest to who that murderer was <clears throat> the town bully with his wife walk out to his truck gets goes sits in it and as he cranks his vehicle, cranks his truck, gunshots. And I don't mean one shot. I mean a lot, a lot of gunshots. It's 1981. And in that town, no one saw anything. Nobody. Or so they say. Since that crime, there's been a peculiar string of violent things happen in that town. Now you're talking about a town with a population, and I'm trying to look that up right now. Um let's get more I didn't have that written in my in my notes, sorry. You're talking about a population of two hundred and twenty-five. The population was at two hundred and eighty-four. I I I had what the population was, but not current. So um so sixty sixty people less now. Um uh, but In 1981, the small farming community was rocked by the murder of Ken Rex McElroy. Now, McElroy was the town bully. When I tell you he was the town bully, you need to read reports. I mean, this 40-something-year-old man was a effing menace. He was a bully. Quite frankly, he deserved what he got. I know how horrible that's going to sound. I know how that's going to sound to you. You're going to think, what? No, I'm telling you, research it. The guy deserved what he got. However, he was shot to death with at least two different guns while sitting in his truck in front of the D&G Tavern in town. Up to 50 individuals witnessed the event, all of whom denied seeing anything that would help police identify any of the shooters. Ken Rex McElroy's wife saw one of the gunmen and identified him. The prosecutor took the case and two grand juries, but neither one thought any crime had been committed, so there was no indictment. As of 2021, the murder has not been solved and is still considered an open case. McElroy had the reputation of a town bully, okay? See, uh, he had fended off over 20 charges, acts of theft, rape, other violence, often by means of witness intimidation. In the months before his death, he was appealing a light sentence for shooting a 70-year-old grocer, Bo Camp, in the neck Yes. He shot the town grocer in the neck and was appealing a light sentence. I'm paused because this asshole shot a 70-year-old man in the neck. He had been accused of rape multiple times, multiple times. The Guy has been nothing but a menace a menace so So no one saw a thing. Well, it would be after that <clears throat> that things and that was in nineteen eighty one years would pass. And if you believe in higher powers, if you believe in God, if you believe in fate, whatever it is you believe in, me, I'm a man of God. And and not forcing that on anyone, but you'll believe that all things have consequences. That sometimes, sometimes, even though bad things happen to bad people, that there truly is an order, there truly is an order in which these things should incur. So, after this, you know, murder that no one saw in 1981, the town would just go silent, just be a regular old town until about 19 years later. And it was on October 16, 2000, that Greg N. Dragoo beat and dragged his girlfriend Wendy Gillenwater down several county roads outside of Skidmore, causing her to die. Gillenwater's body was found outside her Skidmore home. Dragoo was charged with murder and given a life sentence by a Nottaway County judge. Dragoo is currently incarcerated in the Jefferson City Correctional Center. It doesn't stop there. On April 11th, 2001, Branson Perry. Very, very, very strange situation. On April 11, 2001, Branson Perry vanished under mysterious circumstances from his residence at 304 West Oak Street in Skidmore. Perry's grandmother, Joanne, stopped by his home, found the house unlocked and deserted. She found this unusual, called the residence periodically over the next several days, but got no answer. Upon calling Perry's mother, Rebecca Kleino, she found she had not spoken to him either. Ground search parties were organized by Nottoway County Sheriff's Office within 15-mile radius of the Perry residence. Numerous fields, farms, abandoned buildings were searched, but the efforts proved fruitless. His disappearance received national media coverage. Over the following month and a half, over 100 people were interviewed in Perry's disappearance, but the case remains unsolved. On August 14, 2022, Nottoway County Sheriff Randy Strong announced their department had identified a suspect, but still needed more evidence before making an arrest. Branson Perry was walking to the shed behind his house. Walking to a shed behind his house to take some jumper cables and put them up. He was never seen again. Weeks later, those jumper cables mysteriously appeared at the the doorstep of the home. So now, you've got the 1981 murder of the town bully that no one saw anything. You've got the 2000 murder of Wendy Gillenwater by her boyfriend. You've got the 2001 Branson Perry extremely Mysterious vanishing. But none of them, I believe, hold a candle to the 2004 incident. Skidmore became the focus again of national attention. <clears throat> Man. Man. All right. 2004. Skidmore, Missouri, a pregnant 23-year-old American woman was found murdered in her home in Skidmore, Missouri. The perpetrator, Lisa Marie Montgomery, then age 36, strangled Bobby Jo Stenick, the pregnant 23-year-old, and cut her fetus eight months into gestation from her womb. On December 16, 2004, Montgomery entered Stennett's house and murdered her by strangulation. Montgomery then cut Stennett's unborn child from her womb and fled the scene. There was no sign of forced entry. Authorities believe that Montgomery, posing as a customer, Darlene Fisher, had arranged to visit Stenet's house that day over a prospective pers- buying for a terrier. I believe it was a rat terrier, uh, uh, the, the pet, the dog. Stennett was discovered by her mother, Becky Harper, lying in a pool of blood approximately an hour after the murder. Harper immediately called authorities and described the wounds inflicted upon her daughter as appearing as if her stomach had exploded, the mom said. Paramedics were unsuccessful in attempts to revive Stennett, as she was pronounced dead at St. Francis Hospital in Maryville. Montgomery allegedly called her husband Kevin that same day at around five fifteen p m saying that on a shopping trip to Topeka she had gone into labor and given birth The following day, December seventeenth police arrested Montgomery at her farmhouse in Melvin, Kansas. A witness would later report that on the morning before arrest, Montgomery took the infant her husband and two teenage sons to a restaurant for breakfast. Police had initially gone to Montgomery's home after tracing online communications to her IP address, hoping to interview her as a witness. When they arrived, they found a car matching the description of the one at the crime scene, and when they entered the home, they found Montgomery inside the home, holding the infant, watching television. Montgomery was arrested an hour later after her story fell apart and she confessed. The Kidnapped newborn, whom she claimed as her own, was recovered and soon placed in custody of the father. The quick recovery and capture was attributed to the use of forensic computer investigations, which tracked Montgomery and Stennett's online communication. The investigation was aided by the issuance of an Amber Alert to enlist the public's help. The alert was initially denied, as it had never been used before in an unborn child's case. And thus, there was no description of the victim. Eventually, after intervention by Congressman Sam Graves, the alert was implemented. DNA testing was used to confirm the infant's identity. Lisa Marie Montgomery is a sick, disgusting individual. A sick, disgusting individual. Montgomery was executed by lethal injection on January 13, 2021. At the United States Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana. When asked if she had any last words, she replied, no. She was pronounced dead at 1.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Montgomery became the first female federal prisoner executed in 67 years, the first woman executed in the United States since Kelly Gissendonner in 2015, and the first person executed in the United States in 2021. Only three other women have been executed by the U.S. federal government, Mary Surratt by Hanging in 1865, Ethel Rosenberg by electric chair in 1953, and Bonnie Hetty by gas chamber, also in 1953. Montgomery's execution was followed a day later by Corey Johnson and three days later by Dustin Higgs. They were the last three executions under the presidency of Donald J. Trump, occurring in a lame duck period. All three were carried out by the United States federal government, each being a controversial for a variety of reasons. Now, Montgomery's execution, I don't know the history of the other two, all right but I'm telling you, that's not... In no way. That is in no way. Controversial. Her dying by the death penalty is not controversial at all. The way she died. Last January. was too humane for her. This woman strangled a pregnant woman, cut out her womb, stole the child like it was nothing. Went to breakfast the next day with the child. You can't help but ask yourself, If in, if in 1981, Ken Rex McElroy's murder was solved, if witnesses come forward and say, "Hey, here's what happened," we, yeah, we're not we're not going to live with this. Like he's a piece of crap. We're going to fight to to to, we're going to fight it out in court, this was justifiable homicide, this was whatever the case may be. you got to ask yourself, if that happens, does this run of horrendous, horrendous crime, does it even take place? Some truly believe that the murder of Ken Rex McElroy and the no one saw a thing mentality that that town has still maintained was the start and the cause of what some would say is bad luck. But I hardly consider. A boyfriend dragging and beating his girlfriend to death. A young man's mysterious disappearance. Still not found. Still no whereabouts. Still no one arrested. And then the murder of an eight-month pregnant woman and the cutting out of the baby in her womb. I wouldn't call those things bad luck. No. No. That's not a uh uh that's not a real good euphemism. And I don't know if the murder or the denial of the murder of Ken Rex McElroy, the town bully who is a and I'm telling you, if you research this man, He was a vile, disgusting person. You know, his wife that was in the vehicle with him, she was 15, 16 years old. They say she was forced into marrying him So he could not be brought up on charges of rape. This guy was a sick human being. But it is what it is. It should have been handled legally. Even if somebody wanted to shoot him and kill him, that's fine. Walk up, put the weapon down, go, I had to do it. Here's why. I will fight this out in court. This guy's a, you know, it had, you got to ask yourself, is that what started this run of horrendous crime? Skidmore, Missouri. Man. Skidmore, Missouri is is like a lot of small towns you've been through. If you blink, yeah, if you blink, you've missed it. Right? There's a convenience store there. Probably an old grain silo that's run down. There's probably a a. a An old timer or two that lived there, lived there their whole life, ain't moving, ain't gonna move. There's probably one or two people there that ain't got the internet. But what they do have is they have a history of evil. And it didn't start until nineteen eighty one. And it was nineteen eighty one. When no one saw a thing, that it started. There's also a documentary, a six-part documentary. It's on, um, I believe, it's on uh, uh, Sundance, uh, which you can get through Amazon Prime Video, or you can go directly to like Sundance.com, and you, you know, like get a monthly subscription or whatever. But uh, it's a six-part docuseries called No One Saw a Thing. It's absolutely fantastic. It's wonderful. Um, it is crazily eye-opening. Whew! Um, some things that I just uh, never in a million years would dream of. Uh, but I encourage you. I encourage you. Uh, Skidmore is located out at uh, Mis- uh, Missouri Route 113, approximately two miles north of Holloway County. Uh, excuse me, Nottaway County. The Nottaway River flows past the west side. And the confluence Florida Creek with the Nottoway is just north of the community. Uh, Maryville, where um, where uh, Bobby just in it was pronounced dead, is supposed to be 11 miles to the east northeast. Um, it is a town that is full of mystery. And I'm telling you, it has a lot to do with the fact. That in 1981, fifty people witnessed the murder, but yet to this day, no one saw a thing. So, um, all right. So that is that is our show for today. Um, it's been awesome. I love you guys. I think we covered a lot of stuff today. I think we talked about it a lot. We covered a lot. We we uh remind each other how much we love each other. We um I, I think that um I think that at the end of the day, here's what we gotta do. Um and we gotta just let's just do something to make ourselves better people today, okay? Go hold a door for somebody. If you see somebody drop something, help them pick it up. Put your buggy back in the damn uh buggy collector area, okay? Do not, please for me, God knows, please don't do it. Do not be one of those people that don't put their buggy back. That just not put their buggy back where they're not supposed to, okay? All right. Hey, I love you guys. You mean much to me in this room full of God, family, and country. I'm Kevo. It's been Unwavering, Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. See you guys next time beautiful far heroes proved in liberating strife who more than self yes